1: And we're back. Listen, I'm out here in New York. This is Studio B, Damage and Blue. I've been trying to tell the team that Studio B at Hollywood Unlocked stands for bullshit because you never know what you're going to get. But, <laughs> but, you know, the team is figuring it out. We had a great show last night with Gagging. Tamar was on, and we were talking about self love. I've been on this journey, as you know, losing weight. I've been staying away from the scale because I just got back from. Columbia and I just refuse to get on the scale, but I do know that I'm physically losing a lot of weight because people are now starting to go, oh my God, you're losing so much weight. And I, I although I'm in New York now, I was in Miami the other day and I pulled up on Floyd. And as soon as he saw me, I had an oversized uh, sweat, uh, coat, an oversized shirt and oversized pants on. So he says, all right, man, you lost too much weight. You need to eat a donut. I'm like, bruh, <laughs> I, I don't need to eat a donut. And, and he forced me into eating a white powder donut and I felt compelled to eat it because I was I was skinny shamed, you know? Um, but Welcome. I feel great. I feel great. I feel healthy. I've been catching up on sleep. And I went from fat shame to skinny shame. Ain't that something? Mm-hmm. That's exactly it's how it works. Well, I'm living out my best life. I just went to Columbia. I don't know if either. Have either of you ever been to Colombia?
2: No, it hasn't been on my list. I, I want to go to Costa Rica, though, but not Colombia. How was it? Hmm.
1: It was amazing. I mean, I think just getting to other countries like that and getting into the culture, being able to, like, like experience the food. Um, I don't really eat rice anymore, but they have coconut rice, which is, mm. I mean, it'll make your mouth water. It's so good. Um, And so just that and then the getting, you know, when we first pulled up, I ain't gonna lie, the country is a little, it's, like, old, you know? And it's, like, old town. And I was just like, I don't know, maybe we should go to Aruba tomorrow. And Rob was like, nah, let's just, like, thug it out and we had the most beautiful place, but then we ended up going on a yacht into like the out there in the water. It was a great experience. I enjoyed it.
3: Ooh, Colombia. How was the food though? Tell me more about this, this coconut rice. What else did you eat out there?
1: Lots of meat. By the way, I don't really eat a lot of meat no more. Um, oh yeah? Out... <laughs> don't play with me. <laughs> Stop listening to Beagle, okay? <laughs> I know I don't eat meat like that anymore, but we had lots of beef, lots of chicken, um, lots of, you know, we had really good breakfast. I mean, it was the food is great out there. A lot, lot of meat, though. That, that's one thing. I was just like, yo, y'all got to... For lunch one day, I was like, give us some grilled vegetables, uh, a salad, and just some fresh fruit. And, you know, we had somebody cooking for us at the house. It was a great, great, uh, great trip. But you guys what? definitely, we you got to go or you know figure out some kind of retreat or something because it's definitely worth going to visit
3: now i'm curious jason because you've been traveling what places can you go without having this vaccine shot you know were you, did you have to get the vaccine to go out there or was that no
1: i'm i'm not vaccinated and i no, you know some people are trying to vaccinate shame me <laughs> i'm not going to be shamed into getting the vaccine I'm being very careful when I travel. I wear my mask everywhere. I don't let everybody up on me, even getting haircuts. My barber has to have has to have their mask on. I ain't gonna lie though, after the trip I did go to Miami. Travis Scott had a birthday party at Liv. I did go to Liv. Nobody had masks on. It was completely irresponsible. The whole time I was in the club trying to sip on my 1942, I was definitely looking at all the people around me, especially, you know, white folks really don't care about, uh, the, the <laughs> pandemic oh, anymore. Man. They, they are, they had their mouths wrapped around that 1942 bottle and live and wanted to be overly friendly. And I found myself in live covering my face, putting a mask on, drinking my 1942, trying to stay away from the white people, uh, trying to be nice. It was too much. It was a lot.
2: Yeah. I'm happy you mentioned that. Cause I got on my first flight since COVID ever. Last week, and I almost got into a fight with two white guys who kept standing behind me really close while we were waiting to get on the plane. And I was like, You didn't hear a year in that we're giving each other six feet? And literally, I had to like man up and square up on these white guys. And so, I don't understand how a year in, you still don't know what social distancing means. That means you're really, really slow. But if we are going to do a retreat, I'm still going to put a bid in for Amsterdam. I think Hollywood Unlocked going to Amsterdam would be a sexy move. I could show you guys around. To my second hometown. Uh,
1: excuse me, you don't need to. You don't need to show me around. I got niggas in Amsterdam. I know. Oh wait, that's different. I that's different. Find it around. Okay, that's wait. Different. So you went to Boston for your birthday, right? Because Damage was talking about you not showing up for work, and wait, I figured what? it was. Yeah, it was a whole thing on the show. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, it was really me, but I just threw Damage under the bus.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but you went to Boston, right? So how was that? What did you get into? Did you have birthday sex? A train run on you? What happened?
2: So the funny thing is before I went to Boston, I had like a, a small intimate dinner at a nice uh, sexy suite in LA and it was a nice time. I did not have birthday sex. I did have a couple of offers from people who don't need to be offering anything to me moving forward. Um, I had lots of birthday dinners at an amazing time in LA. And then I flew out to Boston, saw my family, remembered why I left Boston, it's still racist. So that was interesting. Um, TSA gave me the pat down that felt like a third date. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, you've checked my butt three times. I don't have anything. So yeah, Boston was not a mood. I would not recommend traveling to Boston. But I'm happy to be back because I feel like over the past week and a half, I've slept so much. And 90% of my problems were just a result of lack of sleep. I mm. thought my life was a Wait. shambles. I was just tired.
1: Wait, so why not have birthday sex? You turn 40 years old. This is uh-huh. like, I mean, you are, you are officially an adult at this point. You are in I'm the grown. best years of your life. You're 40 years old. You you mean to tell me, you didn't say like, I want somebody to dust, knock the dust off this thing so that way I can feel young again?
2: Uh, there was one person that I considered um, giving the birthday cookies to, but he was being a gentleman and I really appreciated that. And then recently I found out that he might be gay. So that's a whole other conversation. Um, I've now decided, <laughs> I was like, he's such a gentleman. And my friends were like, no, sis, we think he's gay. Um, why, I saw, why, why is
1: him being a gentleman? Why hit him being a gentleman? How does that make him gay?
2: No, there was other things that they said. <laughs> there was, there was a word on the street was that he was gay. Cause I was telling my friends how he was the only guy I invited to my suite and what a gentleman he was. And I was like, you know what, now that, you know, when you're in your forties, you got to date intentionally, you need a mm-hmm. gentleman like he's going to treat me right. So I was really excited, but keeping it kind of low. And then yesterday I had a talk with a friend who by the time she was done, I'm now 50% convinced that he's gay.
1: And the question know, because he because he didn't want to fuck on your birthday, he's a homosexual. I mean, that's a stretch
2: There's certain things that he's, I don't want to share his business because he watches the show, so this is awkward. But there's certain hey, things that he's hey. There's certain things that he's done. And, I, and Jason, I saw you on Beagle last night and you were like, How was your birthday? And I was like, I think the guy I'm talking to might be gay. And you were like, Yeah, he probably is. So I was just like, Thanks, Jason. I feel better
1: now. no but <laughs> no, but I also said, you know, because I had to tell this woman on Beagle the other day. I was she was like trying to read me because that's the thing on Beagle where they read you. I said, right. oh, bitch, please, you probably fucked the nigga who was gay. She's like, I ain't fucked no nigga who was gay. I said, I could look at your profile and picture and tell that the niggas who ran up in your ass was gay because they need a place to stay, honey. But, you know, you got to read that. But the thing about it is what I was what, the reason why I said he might have been gay is because there are a lot of men who just are not afraid of living out their true self, even with a woman like you who's pansexual. So they're not going to tell you that they like a little dick on the side. And for your birthday, maybe he wanted to switch it up, you know, give you your groove back. You know, play the whole, you know, movie role, romance and dick I dick on the side. <laughs> yeah. Everybody no. should dick on the side.
2: Here's the thing. If he was a bisexual man who had figured out his stuff and was in a place where he wanted to have a monogamous relationship, I would be more open-minded than most women, right? But if you're in the closet and haven't made peace with that, there's a whole like whole phase that you have to go through that I can't be a part of. Mm. And this is all allegedly, well, but even the allegation has made me kind of like maybe he'll just be my friend. I don't I don't want to date a guy that I'm not sure if he's gay or, gay or straight or bi.
1: It's but just you too might, much wait drama. But I'm confused now because you're pansexual. So why would you right. not have sex with a gay man?
2: Because that's not about... No, gay is different. I don't have a penis. I would have sex with a bisexual man because I have a vagina. But gay means you like penises and I don't have one. I'm not equipped to give you what, what you need. So, so, so just Was semantics. this man
3: courting you though? Or was he just being a gentleman and you're kind of attracted to him? Was he trying to make any passes at you? Were no, no, you no, no. Like, no. Oh. Uh,
2: I, I'm going to be honest with you guys. The way my ego works, it's hard for me to like anybody unless they put some effort. Like, I, I like who likes me. I'm one of those. So, he not put man. in... <laughs> damn <is
1: there? laughs> I'm gonna ask you about <laughs> yeah, that later yeah, yeah. Not, me. Not, not me bitch if you got a lazy eye and you catch me the wrong glance you wanna fuck <laughs> that is, oh
2: yeah. my god no I am not <laughs> like that I'm the complete opposite where if somebody gives me consistent attention then I'm like oh maybe he likes me and then I, I'm open to it so I was getting attention that made me feel like he was interested we had a great conversation where he expressly said that he was interested we didn't That's mess it. around and then I found out that he might be gay and now I'm like he's my friend now. I have another male friend. Well, wait, yeah.
3: wait. If he was interested, then clearly he has to be at the very least bisexual, right? Because he was trying no, to shoot. This is da- that's damn not it. True. This is
1: how she got this is how she gotta do the test, okay? Take him shopping with you on a long day shopping trip and see if he gets bored. If he don't get bored and he goes and starts picking shit out for you, that nigga's gay. Also, what you should do, right, is huh. you should send him to the store. To get your vaginal products. If he willingly goes and says, Girl, you need to try this little, you know, this little spray right here, yeah, he's he's gay because no No, nigga wants to go.
2: Jason, I I date men who are who are very vulnerable. Those niggas are gay.
1: Those niggas are gay. No, no, we're not gonna give homosexuality the new title of vulnerability. No, this straight vulnerable man. I'm gay. gay. (laughs) No, 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 no. I'm gay, but I'm more straight than niggas who want to go and get your vaginal cleansing products. That bitch is gay <laughs> if he's doing all that.
2: I just think that yeah. I'm not going to judge this man, but I know that for me, we're so early on that it, it completely took the fun out of it for me. Like, I don't want to be worried about if he likes men or women. If he told me up front, we could have had a conversation. But now that there's rumors are out, it's kind of ruined the feeling
1: for me. But rumors, rumors, no. none of that exactly. shit matters. Why don't you just call him up and say, hey, do you want this pussy or not? Nah? And, and I think if you're direct with him, like a, like a real man, like a damage is going to be like, what time? Pull up. That nigga, if he's like, you know, I really think we should take it really slow, nigga, you're gay. but He's one of way, those.
3: He's one of those. Um, he's one of those. Bro. Now, what could he do to change this perspective? Because you, you th- you're like, you say you 50-50 right now. How can we get it back to 100% I don't think he's gay? What can Give he do to dig. show up?
1: Give her some dick. That's it.
3: Oh, so you, you
1: Okay. Well, look, bruh. But even even then, honestly, like... He He can can still be gay. He can Mm -hmm. still be gay. But look, Damage, let me tell you something from our last show where it was just you and I. Everybody is talking (laughs) about how you handle our conversation because me and you be having conversations like two straight men about just, just we just be talking about this we just two men having conversations two straight
2: men wear <laughs> No but
1: I mean meaning like meaning his comfort level his comfort level in speaking to me would be like him speaking to another straight man because oh, we're okay. be talking about everything we can go from talking about how beautiful Halle Berry is uh even though she needs to cut that badass haircut cuz that wig she's wearing these days girl ain't nobody trying to see you not even in yeah, a monster ball up. or a, a any type of ball but we could be talking about anything, and people are like, "Look at Damage keeping a straight ass face talking to Jason," and uh, I they were laughing at our last uh, conversation when I was talking about Tristan Thompson's runaway dick. Oh, and um, uh, <laughs> but but Damage, what 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 have you been doing? Because I know that uh, I see your kid as a boxer now on Instagram.
3: Man, oh, I am so engraved into this daddy life. But yeah, my my son boxes three times a week. He got school five days a week. It feels like seven days a week. I haven't been on any uh, dope trips yet. I'm trying to go out there to Aruba because you made that thing look like, like, I see what you're doing out there. I see the water. I want to see what that's about. Um, I've been laying local. Honestly, I'm here, y'all. While Blue's going to Boston, you going to wherever across the world. I'm staying right here in LA, you know, getting accustomed to this new outside Um, opening up. Jason's Aruba looks different,
2: Damage. Jason's Aruba looks different than everybody else's Aruba. Aruba, I've been to Aruba. Look at that.
1: Black people stop thinking that Aruba is extremely affordable. Go over there and get you a nice little hotel room for three days. Flights are like round trip, 300 something dollars. Don't think that we are conditioned to believe it's too expensive or too hard to get away. And it really isn't. But wait, damn yeah. You I think you were just DJing at a club, though. You out, out. You out, well, yeah. So,
3: yeah we, yeah, we was a dope uh, day party in, in La Merck Park. It was super black, blackity, blackity, black, like how I like it. So it was good to see a lot of my, my sisters out there with their heads wrapped. And I smell shea butter in the air. It was a dope vibe, Jason. I, I mean, I miss that feeling.
1: Wait, do you do you miss outside? Cause me and Cardi were talking last night, and she it. was talking about how you know she's already an introvert, but now she's like with the pandemic, I ain't trying to see people at all. Like, and I think that I've even yeah. become, even though I do like traveling now more, and you know being on the water and you know getting a nice little place and all that, and with my little crew, we ain't out trying to be all out in the clubs with the people. Like, I don't, I don't miss that at all.
3: Yeah, I feel you. Um, I'm I miss I did miss seeing people. That day party was outside. Not that it made it better, but it was at least outside. We we had some ventilation. But man, I miss seeing black people. I live in Burbank, y'all. I'm the only black thing out here every day. Yikes. So I missed yeah. it. <laughs>
1: right, no, don't sleep on Burbank. Burbank is cute. I, I love the sun and the hills and waking up like and it's it extra too. hot out there. You you know. When you live in Burbank and damage, you don't seem like the type to do this, but this was me. When I lived in Burbank, <laughs> I wore flip-flops every day, like a, like flip-flops right off the ice cream truck. I ain't give a fuck. I love my old Navy flip-flops and see, I'm, I told you, when you live in Burbank, you want to wear flip-flops. When it comes to car and home insurance, don't we deserve better? I mean, I know I do. I put my policy to test and I turned to Gabby. They literally stand for get a better insurance. Getting better insurance with Gabby means a better price for the same insurance coverage. Who knew something like this even existed? They are the one true comparison platform with real rates. They give you an apples-to-apples comparison of your current coverage with 40 of the top insurance providers like Progressive, Nationwide, and Travelers, and all in one place. Use your current insurance information to get started, and in just minutes, you'll be able to see quotes for the exact same coverage you already have. And it's free to use. That's what I did. Using Gabby was so easy to navigate and find exactly what I needed after being with my old insurance provider for years. I realized that I was overpaying, but more than $100 for my insurance. But when I logged in using my current provider, there was so many quotes to choose from. Now I'm saving more than $150 a month. Gabby customers save $961 per year on average, and they'll never sell your info. So no annoying spam or robocalls. Put your policy to the test like I did. Get a better insurance with Gabby. It's totally free to check out, and there's no obligation. So go to Gabby.com slash unlocked. That's G-A-B-I.com slash unlocked. Gabby.com slash unlocked for better insurance. All right, and you know, all fun aside, listen, I know the pandemic is still real, and although we're out traveling, we are taking our precautions. I hope that people are still being safe. I am not vaccinated yet. I have not um, fallen in love I with am. the idea of getting vaccinated. I, but before we get into your experience, I was just on Bigo this morning, and there was a young lady in the hospital who's young and healthy, and she took the first dose and had some type of reaction where they thought she was having a stroke. And, you know, Johnson & Johnson now has been recalled or stopping production because people were having bad reactions to that. And I just, you know, I know that people are being shamed into getting the the vaccination. Rob is sitting here to my right. He's getting ready to do his second dose. Uh, Blue, it sounds like you have damage. Have you done the, the vaccination?
3: No, I haven't got vaccinated yet.
1: Yeah, and I'm just—I don't think I'm there yet. I still think I need to see, you know, if Rob come back comes back to work and one of his legs is gone or something like that. Then I don't know. I gotta see how he operates. You know, the first day he got his first dose, he was like, "Oh, I need to go home." Like, see, I ain't—I—I I, I got mm-hmm. too much going on at Hollywood Unlocked to be laid up somewhere. You know, fucked off by a vaccination. But Blue, you got it. What? What made you do it?
2: The only reason I did it is because my mother is 75 and I didn't want to put her at risk. And Boston has a mandate where if you don't have a vaccine, they hold you. So I wanted to be Mm -hmm. able to go to Boston, see her and come home without being held hostage. So I had no choice but to take the um, the vaccine. I will say the second one is worse than the first. And it felt like a hot, itchy baby head was coming out of my arm. It was just hot and itchy and bulbous and red and raw. And that lasted for about a day and a half and I slept really hard, and then I was fine. So you're going to be really, really sleepy. One of my best friends got it, though, and he was knocked out for 72 hours. So just know Mm. if you get the vaccine, set your schedule aside for you to sleep a lot. It makes you very, very drowsy.
1: Yeah, I'm. I I don't know yet. Um, I'm just not really big on the government having me inject things in my body. I've I've yeah. never done the flu shots. I've never done any of that. Um, and yeah, I, I'm I'm gonna still hold off. Uh, I have. They've been trying to get me endorse brands, do con- uh, reads at iHeart. They've been trying to get us to read for different um vaccinations. And honestly, like, I'm just not endorsing it until I know that I feel comfortable doing it. So I would say to everybody out there, you know, do what you feel comfortable, you know, definitely make sure that it's on your own terms. I know that Mm -hmm. schools are talking about opening back up and opening back up in order to go into the school system. If you're an employee or a student, you have to be vaccinated. So, you know, shout out to all those people. I know that I'm also planning my trip to Greece and the girl who was in the hospital said she was getting her vaccination for Greece. And so I have to now review if I got to change my plans because I'm not going to get vaccinated because I'm trying to travel nowhere. Like, I'm not with that. I want to do it on my own terms when I do it, if I decide to do it. And until I know that it's safe, I'm not going to do it. But I do ask everybody out there, you know, continue to do your best to be safe. Um, You know, I'm not 100% perfect. I'm not trying to be a role model. I'm living my best life. I'm tired of being confined to my house. And so I am getting out a little more. But trust me when I tell you, I've bought so many masks, and I have masks everywhere in every house. I mean, we, me and my friends, we get COVID tested regularly. My staff okay. stay COVID tested. So we're doing our best to stay safe, and we hope that you are too. Yes. All right. So look, another person that needs to stay safe is this woman who saw, uh, got caught putting her hands on somebody else's kid. Now, look, I-, I would feel some type of way if this happened without the mother being present, but a principal was caught spanking this six-year-old student with the mother standing by doing nothing. And this video from Florida, of course, because this is where all the crazy shit happened. It sparked a very uh, big conversation about, you know, whether or not a parent should allow. A, a public figure or a principal to spank their kid. Now, the the student was spanked and verbally abused by the principal in front of her mother. Now, the mother is saying that her daughter was left with bruises and can't sleep at night and cries constantly and is seeking therapy. But girl, you sat there and let this happen to your child. Take a look.
4: You better be glad you're not my daughter, because I would spank your butt all the time for acting like that. And I wish you would try to call the police on me. That's called being a brat. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't give you money for anything. I wouldn't get you nice clothes. You would get what you got, and that's it. No extra if you want to act like that. I've had this talk with you before. Yeah, I'm not changing. No, and you're not changing. Yeah, so, go. Let's go, let's get it done. Okay? Let me tell you how, we, how this works. No, put your hands down. No, 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 no. Now don't do it again. And sit down. If your mom wants to come up to the school and spank you and we can watch, that's going to happen.
3: Do you understand me? Breathe and calm down. Okay. um, I'm going to be honest. I don't see anything wrong with it. That's how I came up. That's how I came up. I came up. I went to schools where the teachers could discipline you. Um, Of course, as a parent, you have to agree to that discipline. I don't know the full context of the situation, but what I heard was, this little girl was breaking things um, that she didn't own. And just in that clip that I just heard, she said, I'll, I'll let your mom come up here and spank you too. And it sounds like from what I was hearing from the the principal that she threatened to call the, the police on her parents. That's what it sounded like it said in the beginning. Did y'all hear that? Well, anyway, yeah, no, she said, heard it she enough. Didn't,
2: she didn't mention her parents, but she said the police.
3: Yeah, she said, I wish you would try to call the police on me, which means it sounds like to me and me deciphering this that she threatened to call the police on her parents. This is how I came up. I don't see anything personally wrong with it as long as the parent knew and agreed to that discipline happening from somebody outside of her. If it didn't, then that's a whole nother conversation, but I don't see anything wrong with it.
2: I I think she's a racist bitch. I think she's a cow. I think she's a horrible human being. The reason why this is so egregious for me is number one the parent is the one who's actually taping it because she's an undocumented person right so i know what it's like when you're somebody who's undocumented and you feel like anybody could do anything to you especially a white person in a position of power and you can't fight back because all they have to do is call ice and your whole family is being snatched so that mother literally taped it as evidence because she knew that if she jumped in they would call the police on her or get her deported. And she was scared. She was like, I at least want to have some evidence of the abuse that my child has. So number one, the parent didn't agree to it. Number two, the fact that they were undocumented was how they felt emboldened to do that in front of the parent, even though the parent didn't agree with it. And number three, I do think the fact that she knew that she had that power is why she was so froggy. If it was a little white child, I have a hard time believing that she would have yanked her up and slapped her like that. So I think to me, it was racist and egregious and abusive it was an abuse of power, and what breaks my heart is now that it's gone viral. I'm concerned about retaliation against that family that is still undocumented. It was gross to me.
1: Absolutely. Now, gross. Well, let me let me so, say well, real this. Quick. Damage. D- wait, damage's point was very well thought out, and and I and I heard what you said in the midst of a heavy reaction. That if the person gave permission or the pres- mother's present, the mother gives permission, it is what it is. So it's sort of like it removes us from having an opinion per se if the mother gave permission and then blue. You're saying person's undocumented. Maybe she gave the permission out of fear because I've worked with families when I used to be an assistant director of Plant of um, Parent Revolution, where we used to advocate for education reform for undocumented uh, and non English speaking uh, families. That you know their fear of the system and mm-hmm. the repercussions of of trying to advocate within the system where they 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 shouldn't be participating because they shouldn't be here. Not that they shouldn't, but you know they're not they're not legally here.
3: Exactly. Um,
1: You know, there there is a certain level of fear. I will say, just looking at the video and thinking about, you know, if I had a child, undocumented or not, don't touch my fucking kid. Period. Don't touch my fucking kid because the psychological damage of a child being beaten by people in general is something. And I feel like, especially as I get older, because when I was younger, you know, we all have been told, "Go get a switch and get a a whooping from our Mm -hmm. grandmother or a mother or you know a family member, damaged and blue, but. For, for strangers. I'm just very particular about people putting their hands on other people's children. Now, like D- Damage said, in my family, if you go to my dad's house and you're in the family, you're you going to get hands put on you if you fuck up the good china or you do something crazy at your family's house. But again, that is a relationship. We are related. You go in your family's house. You know, if you go to grandma's house, you go to your uncle Ricky house, you go to Pat's house. Somebody could put hands on you at any moment if they're related to you, but now if you outside the family or even a family friend and you touch somebody, you're going to get your ass beat by everybody in the family.
3: Well, and, and that's what I'm saying. It has to be agreed upon. I grew up like that. That's how I came up. Everybody at every school I went to, they had the um, they had the option of disciplining me, and that's what my mom agreed to, and I ain't see anything wrong with it. For them to have a paddle at that school, because I got hit with a paddle when I was a kid, someone had to somewhere at some point agree to it. There's no way this woman is walking around With this paddle in the principal office and no one has has ever called the police on them before. So like uh, like Blue was saying, maybe this person has signed up to this agreement against their will and they didn't like it. I think that's more like it. But I, I, I highly doubt that a woman out of nowhere is walking around with a paddle and just beating everybody kid at the school. And no one well, knows. Well, I don't. It I don't, I don't know That's because she true. was. She
1: was a. She was a white woman with blonde hair. And I'm sorry, Karen. Karen. Karens are walking around police in the world these days. Damage where they do believe yeah. that their You're whiteness right. gives them a certain privilege to do whatever they want to do. So I. I. You. I don't know. I mean, in a perfect world, that would happen. But don't think that white folks ain't out here taking advantage of non-English speaking Mexican or Latino families that, or families that are non-document Asians. Uh, who are not documented and and have- And I random. was that
2: kid, guys. By the way, because when I came to this country, we had a thick Spanish accent. They used to call me a burnt Mexican because they didn't know what Afro-Latina was. And it's an abuse of power because a lot of Wait, schools- when you, came
1: from, when you came to this country, girl, where are you from?
2: I'm from Haiti and Cuba.
1: Oh, for I real? wasn't born here. You're yeah, I'm an immigrant. That. I wasn't born here. I say this all the time. I thought you was from over there on the block. I didn't know. I didn't know. <laughs>
2: I'm I'm very much an immigrant, even though I've worked on my addiction since then. But no, like when I came to this country- No,
1: if you'd have worked on your addiction, you would know if that nigga's gay or not. You know what? That's what she said.
2: Um, (laughs) Jason, bring her back. No, when I came to this country, I was a little chocolate girl with a thick Spanish accent. And they used to do this to me where they would treat me differently from the other kids because they knew I was an immigrant. They knew I was undocumented and they knew my family was scared about us being reported. And so just because you have the paddle, it doesn't mean that there was consent. It means that it's systemic abuses of power. There are people who are so used to abusing their power that they stay ready. So that, that, and the little girl saying, I'll call the police. That could be a little girl who's scared for her life. And she's like, I'm going to call the police. And she's like, girl, if I, you call the police, they're going to take you and put you in a camp. Like to me, and I heard me that say, very me, differently. Oh, maybe and let,
1: me, and let me say, and let me say this, maybe the parent did give permission. And let's say the parent was, you know, like in damages situation where there was consent and there was not any fear of the system. What, what the parent didn't give you permission to do, Becky, was disrespect that little kid and belittle that little kid and yeah. chastise them verbally and and verbally abuse them. You know, I will tell you, I do remember people as a little kid. I remember the people who talked down to me, who told me I wasn't going to be nothing, who chastised me or who belittle me or tried to verbally embarrass me in front of other people. And, to try, to, and the idea of trying to make a kid shrink in a room that's already uh, surrounded by adults, I think is unfair. That's some punk shit. And so for that, Becky, somebody going to catch you in a bush. Now, Damage, when you got beat up by, when you got beat by the teachers and spanked with the powder board, did you have, was there any effect or impact that that experience had on you or was it just a moment in time?
3: No, it gave me discipline because honestly, uh, I, I will co-sign that for my son. I don't think there's anything wrong with that if it's in the right circumstances. I don't know what the circumstances of this is, but I can only speak on how I came up. I came up into Muslim schools, Islamic schools, where you had to be held accountable for certain things in your behavior. I never thought back at it and thought it was abuse. Um, I thought it taught me structure, discipline, and me the person I am today. I wasn't getting beat for no reason. So yeah, I, I would wait. So I you would cool. you would
1: let you would let Little Legend get beat up by his beat by his teachers at school?
3: Well, not beat up, I would let him get disciplined by somebody that I gave the okay to discipline him, yes. But you gotta remember, Jason, it's different. And that's why I hear Blue's point, and I even hear your point. When you talk about family, in Islam, we're all family. That's my brother. That's my sister. So It's not not a white lady with blonde
2: hair. Yeah.
3: Exactly. But however, it is somebody that's not in my family, but there was still respect there. There's still overall community respect. I am Mm. always with the community discipline in a child. I don't think it should Mm. just be on one person. However, this situation could be drastically different, and I can't speak on that. My personal experience, I thought the discipline helped me grow to be a better person. Mm.
1: Wow. Well, an attorney for the family explains why the mother stood by and did nothing, claiming that the mother and the father are undocumented, as Blue said, and from Mexico, and that she was afraid of being deported if she reported the incident. So that does, you know, add a different uh, lens to it. And for that, I guess I would uh, agree with Blue, like, that's just a really unfortunate situation. And I, I'll is. say to people out there who are educators or, you know, working in different fields where you encounter other people's kids, you may want to double think, even if you have permission to put your hands on somebody's kids, because if the mom gives you consent and the dad finds out about it, because if, if my baby mama, or whoever my surrogate was, or whatever, or my 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 baby's daddy said that you can whoop our kid, and I find out, I'm coming to the school, and I'm slapping the shit out of you. Like, I'm going to jail for, because I don't want nobody, if I decide to have a kid, which I don't think I'm no. going to, but if I ever did, I'm going to whoop your ass. So now- I'm going to just leave that at that.
3: Well, I'll tell you this. If I'm in class and another student does something and I sit there and let them do it, all the boys in in, in whole get disciplined. But it teaches you to hold your brother accountable. There was reasons we were disciplined that way. I'm not saying it needs to happen for everybody. I'm not saying this should happen at a public school, but it definitely taught me a lot. It taught me a lot. I I will say it taught me a lot in a positive way. All right. I'll tell you somebody else who
1: should have been paddleboarded at school who probably would have turned out differently. And that's Shakana over there in Atlanta. You know, the woman with the small teeth and braces that she's had for 25 years. Well, her and Tiny Harris, T.I.'s wife, they're no longer friends amid amid this whole sex assault allegation. Um, And Sabrina Peterson, who was the catalyst to kind of put this out there, says, I told you. So now amid the T.I. and Tiny Harris' sex scandal or sex assault allegations and mounting cases against them, Tiny's best friend, Shakana Joe, you know, that was the shampoo girl that everybody came to know through that TV show with T.I. and Tiny. She's been very vocal on social media since she ain't got much else to do, trying to defend her friends. And on a recent video that went viral on Instagram Live, Shakana revealed that she and Tiny are no longer friends. And apparently because Tiny hasn't acknowledged her attempts to defend her and her husband, of course, you know we keep these receipts because uh, Shekinah is clown gold. Take a look.
4: No, I'm not. And I don't want to be friends anymore. And I don't want to be friends anymore. I wish i the best, been I love her, okay? <laughs> I even got kicked off TV because motherfuckers was saying I made their show. You run around telling motherfuckers you made my show? I ain't never told nobody I made this shit. How the fuck I'm going to make your show and you, you, and you, you? I would never run around and say I made the show. How could I say that? How could get on me feel like I made the show? Now I can't talk about nobody's sexual life, cause I don't got shit to do with it. I can just talk about my fucking experience. You know what I'm saying? And I've had one. Oh my god! <laughs> I didn't appreciate this. This is my last straw for her. When I made that comment about her, I was in. She was in a room with me. My was sitting right there with me. She the one telling me what to say. And then when all y'all in America go crazy on me, my own I'm supposed to be friends sit there and let y'all take me down. Knowing I ain't got shit to do with none of that shit she got going on. She let y'all, she let the world tear me up. That's what I said. You know what? I done did your half for free. I done kissed your motherfucking ass. I done been there for you. You done took all my old friends. Now they your best friends. Because y'all pay attention. I got to do it. Pay attention. You sitting here telling me what to say about this goddamn lady, I don't know nothing about nobody. And then you sit there. And when the world take me down, you let me go out with these motherfuckers. You don't even say, hey, man, it wasn't Shakana. Shakana ain't had shit to do with that shit. I just... But get what? The reason I took up for them folk like that, because when that hoe bought my name, I wish somebody would have took up for me like that. When somebody bought my name, I wanted somebody to return a favor so you do unto people as you want to be treated. But it's my motherfucking fault because I already knew better. I'm not the one. Nobody can say a motherfucker took care of me. And I actually started getting tired of that shit. Cause I'm like, girl, why the hell you keep going around letting people think that you bought me a house or any of this shit that you probably did? when well, you ain't did none of this shit for me. I work every goddamn day. I t- I'm tired. I was tired of that shit. What God did for me? Hell yeah, what God did for me, he'll stand up with. It was what God did for me. Not what man did for me. Them folks ain't did shit for me. Speaking of somebody, because I wish they would have spoke up for me. And God turned around and whooped my ass and said, how many more times I got to show you? that this girl don't fuck with you. How many more time I got to show you? So he showed me for the last time and I ain't got to worry about it no more because he showed me. Mm-hmm.
1: Now, I don't know what God showed Ooh. her, um, but but what he showed us was a response from Tiny. And Tiny called Shikana a dizzy bitch um, Mm-mm. and that she appreciated her standing up for her as a friend, but she, quote, never told her uh, any of the shit that she said. And this is the post that she said, it's long so you can read it. And she also said that the two ended their friendship behind the scenes that Shekinah asked her not to take it to the public, but ended up doing it anyway. All right, now look, let me let me say this. Uh, I used to think that Shekinah was funny and entertaining because it was just the little hood radish in her that made me giggle inside. But she has done this whole thing where now she's such on the defense that she's coming for the wrong people because she even came for me. Now, before I get into my own stuff, let me just tell you damage and blue for those watching listening to the podcast, uh, what she's saying when she says the girl by her name. Sabrina Peterson, who brought all this stuff to the forefront, is the person that she got into a legal battle with uh, over her name. And Sabrina trademarked Shakana's name, and then she had to take her to court to try to get her name back. So it was the level of pettiness on Sabrina Peterson's part for me that I gagged about. So in her getting so defensive off of the fans and stuff, saying that she has something to do with it, Shikana went after me on her social media, basically saying that she wants to pay anybody who has any T on me. And this is when I said, bitch, you picked the wrong motherfucker. Because I, I encourage anybody who wants smoke to pull up and get it. Now, Shekinah, I went out and digged around myself. Let's talk about your activity at the Blue Flame and what you was doing with the girls over there. And I'm going to say allegedly only because, you know, sometimes the tea got to be have a veil of protection. But let's talk about the work you were doing over at the Blue Flame with the girls, because now that you're looking for tea, honey, I'm looking for yours. Let's talk about the security guards. And you know what I'm talking about that you were involved with that was around the whole situation. And as you know. I'm now digging and looking into this. I'm now having conversations with people close to the situation. And when Jason Lee is sniffing around, honey, he finds every bone. But I look at this thing that's happening and it's such a big part of a bigger conversation around sex trafficking and what's actually happening with these girls behind the scenes. And although I have met Tiny several times and she's a nice, sweet lady, I don't know her man and I don't know what they do in the confines of their bedroom. And even if they do have wild sex escapades, if they're doing it, against people's will allegedly what these girls are saying, or they're, you know, having people bring them girls or putting young girls and some alleged minors in situations that are not safe, then I and along with the rest of the world have a problem with that. Have you two been following this and, and what do you think?
2: Yeah, I've been following it and I'm gonna be honest. I, I believe Shakana. I, I believe everything she said. Um, I think she's a, a good person who got above her head. I think she's someone who's watched how tiny and Ti move. And to your point, the retaliation tactics that she tried on you she probably watched them more masterfully do them in the past and thought that she could do them as well and she wasn't equipped right but i don't think she naturally is that cunning on her own i think that she was someone who got sucked into their corrupt ecosystem and i do believe her when she says that tiny was next to her telling her what to say because think about it how many times have you defended a friend and then when you got smoked the person you were defending is like "Well, this ain't got nothing to do with me and you're like, wait a minute, I'm taking bullets for you. Why are you not defending me for defending you? So for me, all of that rings true. I just think Chikana's over her head and she needs to tap out. She tried to play with the big dogs. And I think this story, I think this, this case is much bigger than what she can handle. And she needs to quietly remove herself from the situation. It's, a, it's, it's way above you, sis. It's way above you.
3: Yeah, and you see this in the hood all the time. You know, I know Chikana, she says she worked hard and, you know, she's from, she, she a little ghetto chick, but... It's something we do. Some of us from the streets, we be loyal to such a, a bad fault. It's like, at some point, you got to get off the horse. These people, I'm not going to ever say Tiny and Shekinah was never real friends, but at the end of the day, you got to notice when you're the person keep getting pushed in front of the bullet. you know. Mm-hmm. And these people are going to get out of the way to protect themselves because they have a lot of people relying on them. And I ain't saying Shekinah don't either with her family. But they're definitely not going to go down with you. They're never going to do it. And you have to wake up Because this ain't the first incident. You have to wake up and move the fuck on. Or if you do get caught in this, it's your fault. And it don't matter what this person did. Because you have the knowledge. You're smart enough to know at this point, you need to stop jumping in front of this bullet for this person. You keep doing it. So if you sink with them, you're going to sink with them. It's like, I I don't.
1: Well, when it comes to Shakana Joe, I don't think the word smart is really used in a sentence that involves her name. Now, enough is. We're enough with the bullshit. I I see through it, right? If you sat by, we all have friends that do reckless shit. I was the friend that would get drunk and wild out, fight with people, maybe fuck on somebody or whatever. I probably shouldn't fuck on. And my friends were there with all the shit. My friends went to jail with me. My friends got niggas' numbers for me. So they participate in all that. But if it comes to you having sex with a minor, if you're having mm-hmm. sex with a minor or you're having sex with women against their will or trafficking women, this is all alleged because it hasn't proven in court yet. Uh, then if you sat by and idly did nothing, you're equally a participant in the problem. I feel like now that 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 the law is at her door, that she's being drugged into court, that her business is being compromised. People are now looking at her as being complicit. The fact yep. that she's out there taking a public beating. And the reason why is because she, she can't shut the fuck up. I'm going to tell you, I thought with somebody having those little, those little ricklets teeth and them fucking old ass braces, she would have shut the fuck up a long time ago, but she can't because she is sucked into social media and always shucking, jiving and dancing with that ugly ass bonnet on for followers who don't give a fuck about her. If my friends like Rob or, or Blake or, or whoever were, saw me in the middle of a controversy and couldn't wait to get to their Instagrams to talk about me and defend me. Or even if I was standing there, my friend Rob is not going to go, if I said, Rob, go get on social media and say something, he's not just going to be a lap dog and go do that. Your friends will naturally stand up for you and defend your integrity when they believe you're being wronged, if they believe it's necessary. And so, and another thing I'll say, when you're a public figure, your friends check in with you first, be like, yo, should I even be saying anything? She kind of has no restraints, no boundaries, no, no, no guardrails when it comes to speaking on the lives of her friends. Now, I'll tell you what's going to end up happening. She's going to get deposed. She's going to get drugged into this now federal situation. It's like really, really serious. And I think she feels the pressure of potentially losing everything. So the little shampoo station that she worked hard to build, she that and her dirty bonnet, she's probably going to lose it because she was too busy being in other people's business and allegedly covering up business that she had no business being a part of. So I don't feel sorry for her at all.
2: I think she was groomed. I, I think... The allegations were very loud to me about people who groom folks to to be blindly following them. And I think she was groomed to blindly follow them. And so your point bit her in the ass. Yeah,
3: yeah you're going to go down. Nice. You know, at a certain mm-hmm. point, if you don't know how to detach and walk away, you're going to go down with them. And ain't nobody's fault but yours, regardless of what the situation was. If you was groomed, if you wasn't, you're talking too much online. Still, to this day, you're talking way too much. And it's repercussions for that. And Shekana, Joe... This is for you because you keep telling
1: people on your Instagram, you keep bringing my name up in your mouth. I'm going to tell you one more time. If I see you bring my name up one more time, I'm going to dedicate a lot of energy just to you, not to T.I. and Tiny, because we already following that story, but to you, because I'm going to tell you, you got skeletons in your closet. You you be on Bigo running your mouth. You be on your Instagram running your mouth. You now offering people to spill money to spill my tea. The thing about me, you want to blog and do what I do? You in order to sit at the table that I sit at and do what I do you have to have all the confidence that every secret you got is not in a stone that could be overturned. See, you ain't that smart. I could look at your eyelash and tell the way it's hanging on that you ain't that smart because you do cosmetology, but you can't apply your eyelashes properly. So what you should do is really stay in your lane and wash people's hair, get your fingernails dirty, and then figure out how to clean them up. Stay out of other people's business because if you get in the business of other people's business like I do, honey, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to run you fucking crazy. And the T.I. and Tiny, whether you're guilty or not, because we're going to figure that out at some point. If you go to prison, that's going to be very good content for Hollywood and lot. But what I will say is that you did a great job for all of us out here and showed us what what a no-shit friend looks like. Because that barracuda is somebody that a lot of people has, has in their lives, not her in particular, but you know, all of us have a friend that's that we've allowed to get close to us who could be keeping receipts. I'm thankful that I have friends around me who... Are not those type of people that are waiting for their opportunity to get out and try to, you know, use propaganda to take me down only to lift themselves up. So like you said, Blue, you know, maybe she was dumb enough to be that stupid little, you know, uh, friend from the woods that has no fucking sense about herself and, you know, is just out here being recklessly, you know, led astray and left alone. But you know, maybe she thought she was going to ride the wave of you know this cancel culture kind of passing by, and it stuck longer than she expected, and now she's getting sucked into it, and she's going to lose everything herself. I don't know.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a cautionary uh, with, tale.
1: Now, Sabrina Peterson, who was the one that kind of uncovered all of this madness, the, the alleged madness between Ti and Tiny, she's uh, and also said that Ti put a gun her head. She spoke out about all this, and she said, "Quote: I don't care who said what you." You don't speak on a person that you don't know in a manner at all. Get off the internet and see me in court, and that's for everyone involved. He put a gun to my head, and I'm legally able uh, to say that because it's the truth. And she actually posted this on her Instagram. Sabrina is not afraid of anything. She also posted an IG story of Little Boosie's viral daughter saying, quote, I told y'all niggas. This is the video of the post. I told y'all niggas. I told y'all niggas. <laughs> it's it's too, it's too much for me. It's wow. It's wow. With MasterClass, you can learn from the world's best minds anytime, anywhere and at your own pace. You can learn how to write for television from Shonda Rhimes, improve your songwriting and producing skills from Alicia Keys, or learn independent filmmaking from Spike Lee. With over 100 classes from a range of world-class instructors, that thing you've always wanted to do is closer than you think. I recently checked out my friend Mark Jacobs' class, and I was blown away by the depth and knowledge and the quality of the learning experience. Learning more about how he started his business from the ground up and listening to him talk about the power of network really spoke to me and my own journey to create my business. Because it's not necessary to sit down and consume a full class start to finish, sharing insights from individual lessons or what you were able to learn in 10 minutes is great, too. I highly recommend you check it out. Get unlimited access to every Masterclass. As a Hollywood Unlocked Uncensored with Jason Lee listener, you get 15% off an annual membership. Go to masterclass.com slash unlock. That's masterclass.com slash unlocked for 15% off Masterclass. Now, I- enough of that. I'm going to paint a new picture for you. Little Yachty is now getting into the paint of nails he's getting into nail paint that's intended for all genders now on the heels of rapper black boy jb calling out other rappers for paying their nails lil yachty said i'm gonna turn this into a coin and now he's debuting his new line of nail paint called um called crate and notes that it's quote for all genders this is the photo of a post that he posted uh and nice packaging he has cute cuticles Mm -hmm. uh and i like the way that his gel based sweater matches his little posse tail things and whatever now yadi's been working on the line since winter of 2020 and it was inspired by 17 year old trevor wilkinson who was suspended from his texas school for wearing nail polish now on trevor's incident yadi stated quote if someone wants to express themselves in any type of way as long as it's not harming anyone or bringing anyone down they should be allowed to do so you shouldn't be punished or tormented for being you Um, I like it. I'm here for it. I don't wear nail polish. I won't lie. After I saw this little yachty, I was going to reach out to you to see if you could send me some, and I was going to maybe try it, but then I would feel hella gay. So I I personally am not going to to wear it for myself, but I love the idea that somebody in hip-hop who's seemingly straight, as of now, we don't have any little yacht boat moments, you know, that people are talking about, but the fact that you're straight and you're doing this, and you're doing this at a time where, equality and fairness for all is such a big conversation i think it's i think it's great
3: yeah i don't see anything wrong with it man it's artistic expression like we talked about last week you know black boy jb it's a lot of these dudes that's coming from the streets and jumping into the entertainment game as a hustle but there's some people that are true artists and entertainers that you look i get tattoos for my artistic expression some people want to paint their nails i got a few friends that are songwriters that paint their nails don't make them less manly or more manly. That's their artistic expression. So I think Yadi knows how to get to the money. And I think it's a good idea. Go for you, Yadi. And
2: can we just have a fact check real quick? A lot of people are so small minded and their masculinity is so fragile that they think if you have nail paint, it makes you gay. The biggest rock and roll stars of all time painted their nails black like Mm -hmm. painting your nails as a rock star is a very heterosexual, like I'm fucking all the bad bitches type of thing. It's not a gay thing at all. It's literally considered something that's really gangsterly in the rock and roll genre. So I think a lot of times straight men are so scared of appearing gay that they don't really do their homework and realize that there's a lot of people who have mad women and mad baddies on their arms who are rock and roll stars who have plenty of painted nails. And I love that Yachty is expanding the view of what black men can do about self expression. I think it's beautiful. I think it's amazing. I think what he was inspired by shows that the intention is really thoughtful. So, yeah, I'm 100% here for this. Nail paint. Send us some.
1: And to the black boy, JB, and I'm not saying this to him, but just in general with men in our culture, and the reason why, Blue, when you speak to rock stars, not worried about people wearing paint or whatever, Aerosmith never sat around and said, yo, bro, this is gay. Def Leppard, you, know, uh, you know, Ozzy Osbourne, they never said, hey, bro, that color right there, that's fucking gay. It's our community that feels that way because right. our own issues as it relates to sexuality. And you could go back and say it's history or generational or just community based or church, whatever. But, you know, the reality is, is that a lot of you niggas are out here getting your dick sucked by gay boys. And, you know, I, I don't out people at Hollywood. a lot, but there's sometimes there's a fine line where I do want to kind of come for y'all. And so I'd be waiting for the ones that I know that are out here getting their dick sucked on by the boys behind the clubs. And, I, and I'm telling you, where you will see a different moment at Hollywood Unlocked, if I know for a fact that you're a down low homosexual getting your dick sucked on like a lollipop at the two cent store, bitch, I am going to drag you just for the culture. Because I do think that you guys hide behind the veil of being these hip hop icons when really you suck dick better than the hoes that y'all have in your videos. And, yes. you know, the other thing I'll say is I've been with a basketball player. I've been with actors. I've been with rappers. Bitch, you know, I've been a hoe whole out here. I've been with some of y'all. And I know what is giving. And I know that there's some of y'all be at y'all parties. Y'all be looking at me. And, you know, you want this. But, you know, because of my job, you don't want to try me because the bitch will feel some type of way uh, if, you know, she finds out that, you know, you was over at my penthouse having a moment right? But I just feel like if you don't, if you're not gay, you don't give a fuck what other people are doing. You definitely don't care what other people's kids are doing. And you absolutely ain't looking at a community that you don't believe you belong in. Now, if Sus has a problem and wants to pull up and get her nails painted, come on over here. Me and Lil Yachty will lay you down and paint your nails and send you home like the bad bitch you were, okay? Now, Yachty is speaking ahead of his line's release. And he said, quote, it's essentially like unisex, uh, but I wanted to be more focused." On for men to use it and to be more comfortable in their own skin because bro, it's 2020. You know what I'm saying? Like it's about to be 2021. Come on, what are barriers? We still have barriers. All right, Yachty, come on. You know what we need to do is we need to make Yachty um the float master at a gay parade. Because I would love to see him take this position out with the Queens in the streets. Cause when they when they see Yachty and they're like, Yes, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if his I don't know if he's gonna be able to under. You know, uh, handle all that responsibility. It's
3: a lot. Hey, look, like you said, man, stay in your lane. Just stay in your lane. Mind your business. If that's something you're not into, why do you care anyway? I don't paint my nails. And guess what? I think Lil Yachty doing this is a smart move. Mind mm-hmm. your fucking business. I don't get I don't understand people sometimes like, well, again, I, I think
1: it's the messaging for me and the fact that his messaging is right on point with the times and that it's very clear that he's very focused on his intention for doing it and that it's and that it's providing for a safe space to have this kind of conversation. So I'm all here for it. And in honor of, you know, his brand and, and what he is doing and trying to do, I would wear the I would wear the polish for at least one show. I'm gonna take it off right after the show, but I would wear it. All right, so another person that's under fire is Hazel E's husband, and he's uh blasting his parents for funding an 18 year old sister of his living with her 20 year old boyfriend. Now, his name is Devin Waller, and he's the husband of Love and Hip Hop Hollywood uh co star of mine, Hazel E. And he recently took to his Instagram and he said this So, since my family wanna think and call me the bad guy, let's get the world's opinion. Where the fuck is it okay? for an 18-year-old little girl to move in with her little-ass boyfriend that is 20 years old when her mama pays all her bills still. So you want to be grown but can't pay none of your own bills and live with this little nigga and shower together, sleep together, and every night in the same bed. Where the fuck is that okay? Yeah, her mom and dad and other brother are totally fine with her playing fake house like she's married and shit. She just got old enough to vote telling you these parents ain't shit nowadays it starts with the parents click s if you think it's okay or click no if you think the shit's wilding out uh wilding out of control for her to be living with her little boyfriend isn't it the parents fault for allowing this or am i crazy my daughter will never now i will say this i agree she's 18 years old and although she's grown I don't think at 18 years old, a young woman or even a young man is ready to be shacked up in the house with nobody. And I would say that if you are old enough to shack up and you think you're ready, you should be able to afford that life and lifestyle. Because the consequences that are going to come of this is that 18-year-old girl is going to probably get pregnant. She's probably going to be pregnant. And then what's going to happen? The parents are going to have more responsibility on their hands. And I just don't know that I would put my kid in that situation.
2: I, I'm on the fence about this. There's an Instagram couple that I follow that's been together since they were like 13 and they're now 30 and married and have a beautiful child and they moved in together um, very, very young and their parents helped them start their lives because they saw that they were in love and they had a great relationship and they wanted to help them build a life together. So I do think in general, the point is correct, but I think there's exceptions to every rule. And I find it a little suspect that the entire family thinks this is an exception except for him. And he's the bad guy. So I'm, I just, I think he might be manipulative. I think the point in general makes sense, but I think this girl might be in a really healthy relationship with a young man and their families might be trying to help support them, create a life together. And because he's the bad guy, he knows that on the surface, this looks bad and he's looking, he's using it to, to throw it back in their face. So I, something about this smells fishy that everybody, but him is okay with it. So I'm not I'm not I'm not, I, I'm, not on, I'm not completely on his side. I, I think that there's some situations where a young couple does end up building a life together super early. I've seen it happen way too many times. I might yeah. be the only person on this one.
3: No, I'm with you on that. It's weird that he's blasting his own parents and saying they ain't shit. That, that's a little weird to blast the an Instagram. And your little sister, she's grown. She's 18. Are you cool with your little sister going around sleeping with multiple people? She's with one, one guy, one person. I, I don't see why this is, such a, this is such a big deal where on the flip side, she can, what, stay at home with the parents until she's, what, 22 and have multiple boyfriends and be going over to their house and doing stuff that no one knows what she's doing. At least she's with somebody it seems like the family seems comfortable with and they're trying to support that. I don't know the intricacies, but I, I do think there's something weird about a man blasting his own parents on Instagram and his little sister. It, def- it definitely seems like he's the odd person out.
1: He did add that he was just trying to be the best big brother that he could and make sure his little sister makes the right decisions in life. And I will tell you, as being a big brother, you know, who has a little sister, I remember my sister Tamika catching her on the phone with her man at the time, you know, talking real spicy when she was early on. And I ain't gonna lie, we got into a physical fight to the extent that she had to move out and go moving with her father. Cause I was like, bitch, I'm not about to have my sister be no hope and no nigga. And so I, I, you know, I put hands on her cause I was like the man of the house. Now in all fairness, she ended up marrying this guy, having all her four kids by this guy. And she's been with this guy for 30 years. And mm-hmm. so I do understand and appreciate that. But at the same time as a big brother, when you're when when there is no dad in the house cuz we don't know their situation right when mm-hmm. you're the big brother and you're the dad of the house you know you do feel like in protecting your family or your siblings your younger siblings there's a certain level of respect and conversation that happens amongst the family to make sure that the right decisions are being made so if he felt slighted and felt he needed to step in as her father figure which i'm you know maybe i'm i'm dragging it but that's just what i'm getting from it cuz i know i've been in that situation you know, I don't know if taking the social media is going to change anything if anything it's going to make if anything it's going to make her double down and 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 put her foot in the ground and stay potentially in a relationship that becomes unhealthy when she moves in with this guy. But I don't know. It could be the love of her life. It could be a bad situation. She's 18. Maybe it's her experience, it's her life let her do it. But I also want I side with with Devon because again, he's the big brother and his job is to not give a fuck about public opinion what nobody else say and hold it down for his sister and I like But that Jason. It. And wait, wait, and one more thing. More yeah, men to need to be standing up for their for their sisters because hashtag protect black women. Got to stop becoming hashtag protect famous black women because they only do it when it pertains to all the black women. there in the public. Stand up and fight for your sister. If you think your sister doing some dumb shit, you think her parents are letting her do some dumb shit. You fight for her because if something happens to that girl, she gets pregnant or he puts hands on her then what? He gonna fuck it, around and go to jail putting hands happen. on that nigga. It can
3: happen anyway. That's the problem. It can happen anyway, whether she with this dude or just single dating in the world. If you sitting there staying at home, it can happen. I, go ahead. I would Pardon.
2: just say this, Jason. In your situation, you protected your sister. You didn't publicly shame her. You can't say you're, you're protecting a woman and then publicly shame her. So the protection argument falls flat for me once you publicly shame me. He could have done everything that you did. You did a a beautiful thing. You had her back. You said, I'm watching y'all. He better do right by you X, Y, and Z. This is not about him being a protective brother. It's about him taking a private situation where nobody is currently in harm's way and publicly shaming her based on surface level facts. He didn't come out and say she's being abused. He literally just used surface level facts to publicly shame her and make himself look good. To me, that's not protection. That's manipulation. Well, I, I do
1: see that. I do, I do see that point of view. And the reason why I wouldn't say anything publicly is because I'm gonna pay niggas to come and get them. Like I, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna I'm a move a little different. Exactly. So somebody come snatch her boyfriend out the house. You ain't gonna know I had anything to do with it. Now Devon's sister, Skylar, she responded and she's claiming that he turned his back on his family and is just trying to cloud chase. This was the video she posted. Devon
0: stated in the post that his 18 year old little sister corruption. I'm 19. okay? I am 19 years old. I am about to be a junior in college. Um, I do not pay my own bills. That's what they bond states. I do pay my own bills. My mother helps me out with my bills, but I pay. And also, I am now going to start paying on my own. And also, not that it's anybody's business, but my significant other, my boyfriend. He is a draftsman for a civil engineer, and he also is doing his own projects. So he also has a full-time job and helps pay for a lot of things too. He had stated also that he is just trying to be a good big brother, but he had actually texted my mother and my other older brother um, saying that my mom and my dad are wrong and what's wrong with them for letting me live with my significant other and that i look like i'm not eating i'm a skinny girl but i promise i work for it okay also um i really don't know why he would come at the family this way because through my eyes my family has always been loving and caring and has always been there for every single child in it but it seems like he is stating that that is not how it went down
1: well i mean that's a lot i agree with you know both of you that i just don't i don't want to see this on social media it doesn't make me happy to see this airing out devon i hope that you and your family work this out you know i know you're also taking care of your wife hazel who had a, a unfortunate um you know situation with her plastic surgery and I also reached out to you and said I hope that you and the family are well I hope you and your sister uh come back together as a family because it's never it's never good when the family's feuding and bl- mm-hmm. damaged I hope that we come back together and do this again because I'm hot tired and I need some water but I missed you guys that, I know uh, welcome back from you know not being a hoe on your birthday and damage is always good connecting I really don't know how to end the show. So bye. Bye, guys. All right, look, that was a great show. And make sure you keep coming back because we got all types of amazing interviews
3: and topics that are going to make you go crazy. Uh Uh-huh, that's right. That means like, subscribe, do everything you need to do to make sure you stay up to date with what we got going on.
2: And ladies, stay tuned in because you know I have your back.
1: And listen, make sure that you're commenting below because even though I say I don't read it on the show, that's all I do when it's over. Peace.